0: What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt-Free, okay? There are a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going. At Black Married Debt-Free, it's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt-free and victory then go follow them google them look them up and see what they talking about because don't nobody want to be broke you feel me what's good everybody this is marcus from black married debt free and you are checking out our quick cast let's get it what's going on everybody this is marcus and i would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by black married and debt free Thank you. Whole, your applause. You just you guys are too nice. Thank you for checking out another episode of the quick cast, which is the midweek dose of the black Mary every podcast. Our main episode drops every Saturday. I'm sorry. Sunday evening, Monday morning. It's perfect. It's ready for your Monday commute to work on this podcast. Me and my wife, Shira chronicle our pursuit of early retirement. And we also talk about how we were able to pay off six figures of debt and begin investing into real estate out of state. And we also talk about, you know, some different current events and just the economy at large. So if you're into that sort of thing, this is the place to be. Sometimes we also interview really dope people who are doing similar things and in. Finance and also, you know, sh- just sharing their story, sharing their journey. So if you like that kind of thing, man, you're in the right place. Thank you for. For pulling up, thank you for pulling up, y'all. Let's get to this, man, because I thought that this was super interesting. And alarming. Uh, so the Fed. You know, have been raising rates For the better part of a year and a half now and we hit a historic high recently on the interest surprisingly there has been like a a precipitous drop in the interest rates since we hit that high which is interesting we're going to keep an eye on that i don't know if it's like a full pivot but we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on that but that's a whole nother conversation What I want to talk about is the reason why they were raising interest rates to begin with was to bring down the hyperinflation we were seeing. I forget how high inflation was at one point, I believe it was at nine percent based on some of the reports. And they had said that they wanted to get it down to two, which was, you know, a, a really big stretch goal. But it had gotten down to three and there was a lot of optimism. I talked about it last week on the podcast. There was a lot of optimism. Another reason why they wanted to raise interest was to cool the housing market. You know, in 2021, 22. Houses, you know, were just flying off the shelves. People were overpaying for homes. Homes were overpriced because of demand. And because of the extremely low interest rates made it super affordable to get a house. It's like, man, I could get a seven, eight hundred thousand dollar house, you know, and and my payment, my monthly payment is very reasonable. This may never happen again. So a lot of people were, you know, experiencing that FOMO fear of missing out and were just gobbling up all the homes and that was going to be unsustainable. So the Fed did what they do. They use raising interest rates as a tool to quell spending across the board. Well, according to the CPI inflation report, inflation rates heating up again. Here's why the Fed will stay cool. I really wanted to get into this because I'm just interested with with the Fed and the psychology of why they do what they do. Um, So let's get into it. Just by way of investors.com. I thought this was super interesting. It says the consumer price index CPI for August out Wednesday at eight 30 is expected to show the headline inflation rate moving higher for the second straight month fueled by higher gas prices. Yet economists expect a third straight month of tame core CPI inflation, which should keep the Federal Reserve content to forego further rate hikes and increase the chances of a soft landing. It goes on to say the S&P 500 fell modestly on Tuesday. Dipping just below a key technical level as investors awaiting the last big economic data point before next week's Fed meeting. Markets see minimal chance of a rate hike, but the CPI data will influence the Fed's policy projections that will be updated next week. Now, check this out. Thursday's retail sales and producer price index reports which will provide key updates on consumer spending and healthcare inflation also could prove important. It goes on to say that the 12 month CPI inflation rate is expected to rise to three point six from July's three point two and June's three percent flat. Which was great. It was the lowest in two years, but. My thing is, is people will find a way to spend. They will find a way to spend. They are finding a way to spend. You're finding a way to spend. You. Yeah. The person listening to this podcast right now, even though we, I come on every week and say, this is the stingy season. This is the season to be stingy. You know, don't just be giving everybody your money. Think about how hard you worked for that, that money you're spending before you spend it. We all, me included, Shira included, are still finding ways to spend the money on things we want or think we think we deserve. And because of that, this is kind of like a never ending battle for the Fed. And at some point, the raising of the interest rates will trigger a catastrophic event, if you will, it will trigger a recession because you're it's like you're putting pressure on folks and you know or let's think of it like if you've done cpr or if you're cpr certified you know that you have to put a certain amount of pressure on the rib cage to get the heart to start beating again right you have to you have to you can't mess around with that thing right and in some cases people have suffered crack ribs as a result of CPR because you're trying to revive the person. I think of what the fed is doing as CPR. They're applying pressure by raising interest rates because you want to revive and you want to uh, help the economy, but you may crack a rib or two. And I think that that's, what's going to happen. It goes on to say the core CPI, which I, I really don't like the CPI reporting. here's why. It strips out the food and energy prices. This report is expected to rise 0.2% for the third straight month. That would lower the core CPI inflation rate to a 23-month low of 4.4 from July. So if you take the food and gas out, Food and energy, if you will. The report is is that report, the CPI report, doesn't show significant inflation. But you know good and doggone well that gas and food are you are some of your top expenses right now. If you live on this planet, you know you're paying way more than you ever have for gas and for groceries. So that report could really kick rocks, in my opinion. Like, that's not a good indication of where inflation is. So I don't really love that report. And what the Fed seems to do is they use whatever report, like, helps their narrative. But that is indicative And that really is a telltale sign that gas and or energy and food is is way up because they're driving up one report. And a report that doesn't use that is showing sustained inflation. It goes on to say the economy is slowing at. August 20 uh, at his August 25th speech in Jackson, Wyoming, Chairman Jerome Powell. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Sorry, shout out to Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Chairman Jerome Powell tried to sound hawkish. If growth continu- continues to surprise to the upside, Powell warned of further rate hikes. Despite the disinflation trend, he also highlighted stubbornly high inflation for services, particularly Non-housing services as another worry that could require more tightening. Yo, we gotta talk about services, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta talk about that. Shout out to all my barbers, to my hairstylists, to my makeup artists, to my estheticians, to my 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 hair, my nail techs, and all of y'all, man. Shout out to y'all. But we not gonna sit here and act. Like y'all haven't been pushing the envelope with these prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about this. Y'all are pushing the envelope with the service industry prices. Massage therapists as well. Let me throw y'all in there. Y'all getting out of pocket with these prices. We need to have a conversation. Yes. It's almost like y'all have a union of sorts and decided, hey, we're going to push it in unison. We all going to push these prices up. Because, boy, let me tell you, I thank God that I dabbled and messed around with cutting my own hair in high school. And I've gotten pretty darn good at it because I have saved myself a lot of money cutting my own hair, cutting my son's hair. My wife, Shire, she does her hair. She straightens her hair. We we, we, we we pay for top of the line tools. We pay for the industry. Quality equipment to do our own hair, makeup, nails. We spare no expense there, but we save so much money doing it in house than we do going to some of these services. I mean, it's crazy. So, Jerome Powell is talking about that because there's really no way to persuade, you know. People who have their own business that's outside of housing, that's outside of food that are selling a service. There's no way to. There's no way to get them to lower their prices. All you can do is limit spending. Which will in turn create a domino effect that will cause folks to bring down their prices a little bit for the services. So let me know if you agree with that or if you disagree with that. Shout out. Like I said, shout out to all my barbers. I know I got it like. Fifteen barber friends, so no disrespect. I love like y'all do y'all. What you guys do is is an art form, but man, these prices is crazy. So let's keep going. Let's talk about the student loan piece, y'all. Thursday retail sales report for August could provide a degree of confirmation that the gas prices are weighing on uh, discretionary spending. It says chief economist, Ian Shepherdson. son. Wow. That's an interesting name. Strongly suspects an additional reason why spending is softening is the renewed student loan payments. Now Biden trying to do some things and, you know, trying to help folks out there, but it's not, it's not doing doing what he thought it was going to do, which he thought he was going to be able to wipe out student loans for a lot of individuals or maybe even postpone it further down the line. But no, 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 it's it's coming due. The first payments don't come due until August, but borrowers have surprisingly gotten a big head start over the past five weeks. Funds flowing to the Department of Education have run at an annualized $78 billion rate above year-ago levels. So folks know, it's time to go on and pay up. And that, in turn, is affecting what people have for discretionary income. That makes a lot of sense. It goes on to say, the S&P dipped 0.6 in Tuesday stock market action that's back below the S&P's 500 uh 50-day moving average after uh regaining the key level Monday. So the S&P is showing that you know showing signs of tightening. And it goes on to say despite signs of econ uh, despite signs of economic slowing and moderate inflation, the 10-year treasury yield has held below its recent 15-year high on Tuesday. The 10-year yield dipped a few basis points to about 4.26. So this is just kind of a brief outlook at what is going on with the economy and how inflation is really affecting things and then how the Fed is trying to counter it. It's it's, it's going to be interesting going forward, but one thing is for sure is we'll be here to kind of chronicle and walk you through what's going on now. Some of the things you're just not going to be able to, there's nothing you're going to be able to do, but control what you can control. I'm big on that. Control what you can control. Control your spending. Control your income if you can increase your income and like I said do what you know to do in order to put your family in the best position during this time so if you guys enjoyed this quick cast do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast you're listening to this it really means a lot y'all we got to get these reviews up All right, till next time, I'm out, peace.